BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Top of the morning to you. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Kicking off this hour talking more college football as a longtime friend of the show. Professional sports better Paul Stone joins the program to talk a little college football. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Doing well. Uh, glad to be with you guys. and Looking forward uh, to week two of college football. We'll get a couple of uh, best bets for you on uh, numbers that are still available here on the board so our audience can uh, get down if they so choose this morning. Before we get uh, some of the bets that you like right now, Paul, uh, can you tell us like some of the biggest adjustments that you made after week one and the performances that you saw and going through the box scores and, and some of the biggest differences you had with the week one openers and your, and your power ratings? Yeah, I'll tell you, first of all, I don't, this is no great revelation here, but, you know, Colorado and Texas State, you know, the two biggest surprises of week one, uh, you know, Colorado's performance uh, victory at TCU has been, been talked about ad nauseum, but I adjusted the Buffaloes by 11 points, which is an, probably an historic high for me uh, after just week one. Adjusted Texas State, first of all, I had Texas State 128 power ranked out of 133 FBS teams, which I think. You know, it's pretty much where other people had them as well. But the victory uh, there at Baylor adjusted the Bobcats by 10 points. So with the transfer portal, both those teams went heavily into the portal, made over their rosters, huge adjustments after those week one victories. And then the biggest difference that I had uh, on the openers there at Circa on Sunday morning, the uh, Middle Tennessee-Missouri total opened at 57.5, and I was the first one to the under in that game. 
uh, the line now at uh, 49. Mm-hmm. So eight and a half points value there. Currently, I made the number 51. So I opened at 57 and a half. I took the under the line now 49. But I'll say, you know, this past weekend, Circa opened uh, their week one size and totals in, in, on uh, back on June 12th. I had probably an average of about three and a half points value versus the closing line. Had three totals that had 22 and a half points of collective value. And on those 18 bets, I lost money. So that's oh. not how it's going to happen, you know, week in and week out. But I had tons of value, but there's lots of variance in college football. Yep. You just got to. You got to roll with it. You got to try to do it again uh, next week, and uh, hope the results go your way next no, time. No so, doubt, uh, ha- have a lot of adva- uh, advantage on that total, though. Yeah, CLV was not very friendly to uh, pros like you and others mm-hmm. for sure, who uh, were betting this stuff many, many weeks slash months ago. Let's begin with the marquee game, then coming up on Saturday night. It's a really good schedule uh, to me, anyway, in college football. Pretty much the entire day, Alabama and Texas. And uh, you want to take a peek at the total here. What do you make of that number right now, Paul, at 56 and a half? Yeah, I'll tell you, first of all, last year, Texas played two top five teams, uh, those being Alabama and TCU. They rushed in those two games for a total of 107 yards, so average 1.9 yards per carry. That was with B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. So I think the Longhorns are going to have some difficulty running the ball against the Crimson Tide, third and two. Uh, probably even third and one in some cases, they're going to be throwing it. Uh, I expected Texas's offensive line to be much improved this season uh, with a year of seasoning experience. Uh, but, you know, they were they were far from dominant last week against Rice, to say the least. And Alabama's not Rice. Quinn Ewers, uh, he didn't look like the Heisman candidate uh, many had made him out to be against Rice. So, uh, you know, he's going to have to improve. On defense, Texas, I think they're much better especially up front and in the secondary Alabama quarterback, Jalen Milrow. That's a guy that Texas Longhorns know very well. Uh, People who follow recruiting know that he was once committed to Texas. So the staff knows him. They know his tendencies. Milrow's an outstanding athlete and a strong arm. He's got to develop some touch, though, in that uh, short-range, mid-range passing game. Texas last year with Bryce Young at quarterback for Alabama – they held the Crimson Tide to 20 points and only 16 first downs. I don't think either team gets out of the 20s in this game. I like Texas and Alabama to stay under the total of 56 and a half. All right, very good. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Paul Stone, our guest. Go to his website. Also follow him on Twitter. Professional sports better talking college football. A very good game in the afternoon with two ranked teams colliding in New Orleans with Old Miss taking on Tulane. Pratt awesome last week in the win against a good South Alabama team, only one in completion, uh, and they scored a lot of points. Old Miss was fantastic as well. What do you think of the Old Miss-Tulane game? Yeah, I mean, I hope realignment, first of all, I hope realignment and the, the shift of college football in a few years doesn't eliminate games like this, but this, right. this is a great game. So, first of all, you know, you, as you acknowledge, Tulane was impressive in that 37-17 victory over a Sunbelt favorite South Alabama, a lot of money came in on the Jaguars, but it was uh, not a competitive game. You know, they uh, they dominated. Ulam Stadium there in New Orleans is going to be rocking Saturday uh, with the team from the big bad uh, SEC coming into town. This is usually the type of game that I might be looking long and hard uh, at the home underdog. But in this case, 
Ole Miss's offense, in my opinion, is just too talented. They've got a big-time quarterback in Jackson Dart. Mm-hmm. They've got one of the nation's top running backs in uh, Quinshawn Judkins, who rushed for uh, more than 1,500 yards last year as a true freshman. And they've got a top-five caliber offensive line, only allowed 15 sacks last year. Tulane's defense last year in four of their final five games gave up 410 or more yards. The Green Wave, they got a lot of people back on defense, but two guys they don't have back, big-time linebackers Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson, they combined for 599 career tackles, 56 tackles for loss uh, in their careers there for Tulane. That's a lot of big-time production, not easily replaced. I like Ole Miss to defeat Tulane by double digits. I lay the seven points. Okay, earlier you mentioned Texas State and the big upgrade, huge dogs and an upset Baylor, and were as high as 17-1 to 1 on the money line, all the transfers that they had come in. And now after you know the tear-down-the-goal-post win, they take on Texas-San Antonio. I was very disappointed in the Roadrunners. Six-point move in that game. They lost to Houston and only scored 14 points. Many consider them the best or in the discussion for best team from a non-power league. What do you think of the Roadrunners here? You know, there's a lot of things about this game I really like. And first of all, this is a really interesting matchup uh, in this game, pitting two rivals that are separated by just 50 miles uh, on Interstate 35. You got Texas State, as you said, they're off their biggest ever victory in school uh, school history. Shocked Baylor 42-31 Saturday in Waco as four touchdown underdogs. But what's really interesting here, Texas State's first-year 34-year-old head coach, G.J. Kinney, he played his final season of high school football for Texas San Antonio head coach Jeff Trailer mm. uh, at Gilmer High School in the eastern part of Texas. So we have a classic case here of the student going up against the teacher. And I'm going to side with the experience here. You know, we we like to say in handicapping, what goes up uh, must sometimes come down. They're coming off that big win. Texas San Antonio, on the other hand, trying to avoid an 0-2 start after losing at uh, Houston 17-14 over the weekend. In that game, one thing that really hampered uh, the Roadrunners, seventh-year senior quarterback Frank Harris, he threw three interceptions in a five-minute span in the third quarter. Uh, the Roadrunners, they did move the ball pretty well, 417 yards. They committed eight penalties in addition to the three turnovers. The Roadrunners, 12-4 and four off their last 16 straight-up uh, losses. Um, another thing I want to point out here, I had Texas San Antonio projected to be about a 24 or 24-and-a-half-point favorite before this past weekend's result. Wow, wow. I made the number 16. I'll go with the teacher trailer to beat the pupil Kenny by two touchdowns or more. Lay the 12, take Texas Antonio over Texas State on Saturday. Yeah, very good. And to tie in Texas State again to Colorado, which is where we began, did you grab any of the Buffaloes in the look-ahead numbers, like at plus 8.5 or plus 9 during the summertime against Nebraska? That, that was one of my plays that I made. I took, uh, I think I've got plus 7.5 on that game, Colorado. Made it back, I think, in February or March. Okay. Mm. Are you gonna? Are you thinking about coming back with Nebraska plus the three and a half? It's it's, you can get that at several books right now. You know, I hate to, I hate to be a square, but those Buffaloes kind of got me scared. I mean, that's that's big time talent. That Travis Hunter, you know, he just didn't come out of nowhere. He oh was no, a top right. recruit in the Enquirer class of twenty twenty two. He's a big time player. Shador Sanders, big time. The the true freshman running back who caught all the balls out of the backfield. 
They're obviously not great defensively, but they're so high-powered high offensively. I don't think Nebraska can keep up. I think Colorado is going to beat them. Wow. So if they beat them, then they get Colorado wow. State. Beat them. We're talking about maybe 3-0 Colorado, then taking on Oregon. I mean, that'd be incredible. Oh. You know, Oregon would be a step up in class. Oh. I've got an under three and a half uh, ticket on Colorado. Oh. I think I'm going to have a ceremony later today and just burn that and maybe put some leaves and sticks and, and something else in there. But that's what we do. You know, sometimes we swing and miss and we swing yeah. and miss badly, but you just keep on going. Well, yeah. well that, that, that's yeah. me last night with Clemson. Yeah. I, I, those tickets are set them on fire already. <laughs> yeah, okay, week one tells you a lot. But week two, yeah. we're going to start coming back to the center a little bit on All some right. of these teams. Yeah. So week two is really critical. It'll be interesting. Jordan yeah. says hello, by the way. Pleasure to meet you, my dog. Well, you know, Jordan's just a fine gentleman. He enjoyed the games. He was yeah. very cordial. He was very, uh, very well behaved. And I, I just glad, glad I got to meet him. It, it was a pleasure spending time with you both. Yeah. The feeling was mutual. You got it. You no, got doubt. It. no doubt. Thanks, Paul. Good luck this week. Hey, good luck, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you, you sir. Yep. Great to hang out with him Saturday. He's on Twitter and his yeah. podcast. Same thing, Paul Stone Sports. The Twitter handle and the podcast name. This is great. I mean, the Colorado thing's one thing, but how about Texas State? Because we talked about it a little bit yesterday. They had the third most amount of transfers coming in, and, and they, they pound Baylor as, uh, you know, the huge upset. So it's I mean, hard to handle. You, who knows what you're going to get? You got 87 new players to Colorado you know and all these new guys with Texas State. I like what you said yesterday a lot. You dialed it back because you didn't know a lot about week one. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's going to have to be an approach taken by many moving forward. Brand new teams. Of course. Yeah. Uh, We'll look at today's Major League Baseball card up next. Another great example of just because a team needs to win a game doesn't mean they're going to. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa signature card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa signature card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa, a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere, works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash vsin. g.bank slash vsin. Our guy Ian checking in. Six days ago, he got Justin Steele 30 to 1 to win the Cy Young. Mama Mia. Oh, God. Six days ago. At a well-known book. I, uh, I got, I had to settle for 7 to 1 yesterday. I got 15 to 1 last week. Okay. Before the books were taken down here in Nevada. This has been quiet. This has been quiet, but he has been steady and under the Dogs. radar the whole year. And yesterday was the big one. And, uh, and a showdown against Webb. And well, A&E's. that was on Labor Day. That's the attention grabber right there. Yeah. A showcase game, day game. No one's all, watching all White ba- Sox Royals. No, all, right. all baseball That's media's right. paying attention. And this guy's lights out again. And now most wins, second best ERA. Yeah. Oh, boy. He might steal this thing, man. He yeah. really could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, I, I just I want to remind yep, people good. again yep. that if you're new to the show, if you're a, a new better, if you're looking to get into this thing, uh, you're signing up for sports books wherever you might live. This time of year, Major League Baseball, you need to be reminded that just because a team or multiple teams need to win a game, it doesn't mean they're going to. It certainly means that you don't have to bet that team. I can think of a couple of examples from yesterday, right? The American League West is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> well, two teams are playing each other right now, but the Mariners need to keep track. They're not a bet on team just because they need to win the game, right? Bad road trip. Just lost two out of three against the Mets, and yep, yep. Sure. Another one would be Tampa Bay. Yep. If they want to keep pace with the Orioles and potentially get the one seed in the American League, that's they they lost the game yesterday. And you're gonna have plenty of examples like that. Blew a three nothing lead. I know. DraftKings has every you can bet on every seed, every outcome in both leagues. It's awesome. Who's gonna get the one seed? The Orioles are now five dollars. Who's going to get the two, three, four, five, six, on and on and on? It's great. 
and also you have the the, you know, the prices, yes, no playoffs, and division winners as well. Well, I will say this. The Twins are winning the division if they win this game today. Not that Cleveland's going to catch them anyways, but the big win yesterday, and the Twins scored 20 runs. Gray's going against Bibby, and they just met last week in a great pitcher's duel, which the bullpen blew for Minnesota. Gray went seven innings, only threw, what, 80 pitches, and, and Rocco took him out. Mm-hmm. It was 2 nothing in the eighth, and the bullpen blew it. Two outs in the ninth, wild pitch, and they lost an extra innings. So if the Twins get it done here, and Gray has been dynamite, great season, good second half, it'll just about do it. I'm a little surprised at the price, um, considering how solid he's been. I know Bibby's had a good year Bibby's for good. Cleveland, but uh, the Twins are now hitting the ball as well, and this will just about do it with a six-game lead in the division and considering that the, they also have an easy schedule the final two weeks of the season. Also, when a team explodes like they did, they hit, what, I think six home runs yesterday, uh, another grand slam by Royce Lewis, and they scored 20 runs. Yeah. Don't you like him to come back to the pack today? Yeah. And maybe go, like, with a first five yeah. under in this game? This guy's 10-3 and three with an ERA of three. Yeah. I mean, it's, I would see it just play out just like it did last week as well. So you mentioned the and Boston had lost 13 in a row in Tampa at the trot before they'll come from behind win yesterday. Crawford's going. ERA of almost uh, four and change, but you've been high on Eflin. He's been great at home, uh, ten and five with an ERA of three. It's a big one now for the Rays. I mean, this is yeah. If you lose this, you just lost two out of three in Cleveland. Not that long ago, you lost two. Now they were playing great ball, but you lose this, you lose another series, and you can pretty much you, you fall. What now? Right now, they're essentially five behind Baltimore because they're four back in the loss column, and, they, and Baltimore has the tiebreaker with the head-to-head. So you lose this, and Baltimore goes against uh, the Angels the next two. Now that you're really up against it, and you're locked into that wild card spot in the first round. Okay, so how do you want to play this series with Baltimore? I know you have futures, but don't even consider that here when you're looking at the day-to-day stuff. They're taking on a team now yeah. with the Otani news. Sure, I don't want I any part of them. They had to yank out uh, Otani from the lineup last night. Yeah, and he's, he's eventually going to get the surgery done. So, yeah, you want nothing to do with the Angels. No, and I really love this team. I know they had a bit of a funk here, and there was the woe is me routine with uh, with the Batista news. But Rodriguez, again, rock solid. It's Kramer's had a great year. Kramer's going but, tonight. You know, you look at this, and, and you just see where their numbers are at uh, with the starting pitching, and it doesn't matter. You know, the offense is so good. And look at the record. I believe they have a better record than the Dodgers now. I mean, this team is 35 games over 500. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's a great story. They, uh, Jackson Holiday is promoted to AAA. So more help is coming uh, sooner rather than later. And I just want I, uh, Kramer has been steady and consistent the whole year. Anaheim has lost 19 of 27 going back to August uh, and, and going that stretch and then just swept by the A's. So, you know, it's hard. Baseball is difficult and bullpen shenanigans. But I want no part of Los Angeles here. Yeah. So this is a team that uh, I plan on betting. Uh, in matchups like this, and I want to fade. I mean, I think this is really a good combination. Going back to what I said, Baltimore needs to keep winning these games because they need to stay ahead of the Rays if they want the one seed in the win. I'm not betting them for that reason. I would be betting them today because I love them. I think they're phenomenal. I think the number might be a little bit short today going against a team that I want nothing to do with. So you can grab plus money right now on the Orioles, who will have that bat in the ninth inning um, on the run line today. I'm intrigued by that. Yep. I, I would like the idea. They got it done last night. They, in fact, if you want to go like the alternate run line route, they were minus two and a half runs last night, plus 135. They got the job done. They uh, scored some runs off the Angels bullpen late in that game. But yeah, to me, this is like a combination here of Orioles, great story, team that you want to be betting on, 
pretty much the entire year. And Angels, no thank you. They're absolutely horrendous. So um, probably going to go to war with the Orioles again tonight. Now, I would also like to do the same thing with the Rangers as Avaldi comes back. First start here in July what 18. seems to be months. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I want some plus money here, and I cannot find it available at all. So Valdez is a small, it's like, you know, with the 10-step baseball line, it's the, the best I can see right now is Rangers like minus 105. So I'm going to wait to see if money comes in on the Astros here. And if it does, I want to grab the Rangers at some plus money. I want the over again. Love the over yesterday. Come right back with it. With these offenses so being so good, you don't know what you're going to got to Valdez. Texas has lost 13 of 17. And they still have a t- Oh, boy, their schedule's tough. If they get swept here, watch out. Because now, peekaboo, the Blue Jays are half a game back. Yeah. And it's not even like well, they're playing great ball. But the schedule's been so easy, which it's now more difficult. The fact that the Yankees are showing up and they don't want to be this the Yankee team that ends the streak here with 30 consecutive winning seasons. So, uh, but but here's Toronto half a game back now as Texas continues to blow games. And, I did not see this coming. And tonight, I, I do... I, you know what, Paulie? I don't think this is going to be a very easy series, though, for the Blue Jays against the A's. Well, they're showing fight. Yeah, that was it, that was tied in the ninth inning, uh, extra innings uh, yesterday, yes. Sure. And then, you know, they hit a three-run shot, yeah. I believe it was, to take a 6-3 lead, and the A's came right back with a two-run shot. So they were clinging there. Actually, A's plus a run and a half at... Um, if you can find some plus money on that, I honestly, I don't hate that bet. Bassett on the road is, uh, yeah, he's been awful the entire year for the most part compared to his home numbers. He's what do you th- very good at home. What do you think happens here? Seattle is 77 and 60. Houston is 78 and 61. Texas is 76 and 61. It all comes down to the next, I would say, week for the Astros. And if they can survive this, because again, they're coming off right. the sweep at the hands of the Yankees, which I, who saw that coming? The schedule gets very easy. After this week, because I think it goes, does it go, it goes Rangers, and then there's an, I'm blanking on the team after that, but it's a tough team after that, but then it really breaks up where they get A's and the Royals, I think a couple of times. So if they can... A's, Royals, Orioles, Royals. Royals again. Seattle, Arizona. Yeah. Which is not... It's not cupcake, but it's a lot easier than what Texas is going against. True. And, and, and these other teams. Um, the, the Toronto, 62 losses. So Houston, Texas, 61 losses. Toronto, 62. The Blue Jays are on an 8-1 overrun, by the way. They're high-scoring games. So, again, I'll, I'll repeat what I said yesterday. I don't know if it's going against Colorado and Oakland and, and, and Washington, but the bats have finally come alive here. So that's good to see for Toronto. Because the pitching's been great all season. Mm-hmm. How about the Mariners? It's Miller against Phillips, and he's making his debut. Because he got so many guys here that are sick. And the Reds, great story. Not out of this. Right there now with the win. 23rd in whip, 24th in ERA, 24th in quality starts, and batting average allowed. Can they get this done? You mean win the division? Get, get, no, no, no. The Reds can the Reds get in the no. I'm, I'm okay. I think that ship sailed. Can well, they get a wild? Good. Sorry, can the can the Reds get a wild card spot though? Because yeah, it starts to ease up schedule wise in the back end. Although the the, the the you looked at the Pirates and thought that was a gimme, and they've won six or seven yeah. now. I just I don't think this is like again. I'll say this about the same thing I said about the Blue Jays. I don't think it's gonna. This is gonna be a tough week for the Mariners. Yeah. No doubt. It's a 10 game road trip. Yeah. After it's one and three so far. After basically seven weeks of uh, right. 
you know, and, and credit to them. They did what they had to do to stay afloat and to, to track down those two teams in front of them. But I, I think this week could go a little sideways for them. Pat Forty will join the show up next. He's covered college football for a long time. Let's say Colorado wins five or six games. Travis Hunter plays that many snaps. Possible to win the Heisman? This is Follow the Money on v Our NFL betting guide is out throughout the preseason. Lombardi and the experts have been reevaluating every team. It has picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, football contest strategies. Save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. Bet smarter all year long. Sign up today, vcin.com slash subscribe, vcin.com slash subscribe. Pat Forty does a stellar job covering college football for Sports Illustrated. Has for many, many years. You can follow him at uh, on Twitter at by Pat Forty, and also the podcast is called College Football Inquirer. Uh, Pat, thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Uh, you were fired up when you guys talked about like your short sample size Heisman takes from Week One over Travis Hunter. How could you not be with Colorado? But let's say the Buffaloes win five or six games, that kid plays out of his mind on both sides of the ball. Do you think Heisman voters, despite the record, could fall for the popularity and his impact on both sides? Uh, I would hope they will at least strongly consider it, and I am one. Uh, you know, it's just it's an unprecedented uh, thing that he's trying to do here, uh, in, in, at least in the last 35 years. And the last guy that did anything remotely like this was Gordy Lockbaum who played at the FCS level. So at a high level, uh, Champ Bailey didn't do this. Charles Woodson didn't do this. Chris Gamble at Ohio State didn't do this. Can he sustain it all year? Can you play 129 snaps every game and be not just a spot player on both sides, but a full-time player? I, I don't know. Seems like a heck of a lot to ask, but wow. I mean, what an incredible performance to be sprinting all over the field in coverage and running routes and doing everything Travis Hunter did. That is unique. And the Heisman should go to the best college football player. I think he staked a very nice claim after one week. All very good points. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was intriguing and odd to see so many people who cover the sport and were at the game saying, I have no idea what to expect from this Colorado team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a makeover of a program unlike any we've ever seen. I mean, you replace that many players, and it's it's totally brand new. You know, even these guys have never played before. They've never come together, and a lot of them have never even played at the FBS level. And boy, did they show out. I mean, talk about rising to the occasion. I mean, the everything about it from a Colorado standpoint, they were much – tougher on the lines of scrimmage than I think most of us expected, especially the offensive line. They executed at a high level. They were good in the clutch, big fourth downs, drives they had to finish. Uh, Shadur Sanders sure didn't look like a guy who had spent two years playing at the FCS Mm -hmm. level. I mean, he was great. The execution, all of it. I mean, that was a well-coached team Mm -hmm. that was ready for a big moment. Well said. Well said. Much more so than a team like Florida, who we saw on the opener Thursday night against Utah, which is a credit prime there, right? So then do you think the team falls back to earth a little bit, comes back to earth on Saturday against Nebraska? Or do you not want to bet against prime right now? (laughs) I wouldn't bet against him. I really wouldn't. And, you know, Colorado 
does not have like an SEC level rabid fan base, but I think that place is going to be bananas on Saturday when Nebraska comes to Boulder. And, you know, the excitement has got to just be immense there. Uh, and they, I think they're going to ride a nice wave of, of home field advantage. Nebraska doesn't look very good. Uh, they certainly, you know, look like kind of like same old Nebraska and the loss to uh, Minnesota. And I, I would not bet against Deion Sanders right now at your peril. I, I agree that there, there seems like there's a definite chance for, like, they fired this huge shot and then can they back it up the next week. But, mm-hmm. again, I wouldn't bet against them. Okay. I, I was going to ask you that, too, because it was a polarizing press conference. You know, like the, the media is supposed to root for the team they cover. Uh, what, what he did with the reporter. But he, he also, and it's a great story. People are rooting for him, and it's a great coaching job, even if they win five games. It's like they, he was acting like they won the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, like, we know who Deion Sanders is. He's been this way his entire life. As a player, he was this guy. So now as a coach, he's the same guy. Just because he's now Coach Sanders doesn't mean he's less cocky or less yeah. bombastic. Uh, if anything, he's maybe a little bit more so. And he just he says what coaches think but don't say, right? I <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. There are coaches out there that are like, Oh yeah, none of you. They would sit in the press conference. They'd look out at everybody, and they're like, "None of you guys believed in us." Hey, they won't say it, but Dion just heck, mm-hmm. he'll say it. Uh-huh. Uh, he'll call people out. And I mean, saying at halftime, Travis Hunter should be in the you know the race for the Heisman. Coaches don't say that. He just operates complete. He approaches the job so differently than the people we've been used to hearing for decades and decades. It's it's, it's so fascinating to me just how different he is. Yeah, and if I may, and we're talking to Pat Forty here and Follow the Money is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If I'm a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, as I said yesterday, I mean, Colorado, if I'm a four or five-star kid, I would want to target Colorado as my number one spot. You hear him talk about one of his players at halftime like like that, you're going to say, sign me up. And not to pick on you know somebody like Dabo Sweeney, but you watch that last night. The guy hates the NIL. He hates the transfer portal. It's like, who would you rather play for between a guy like yeah. Deion Sanders and Dabo Sweeney? Yeah, that's the uh, recent past and the immediate future of college football in, in two snapshots right there. You know, Embrace the transfer portal. Uh, promote your players at length. Yeah. Uh, dive into the modern era versus being dragged into it, kicking and screaming like Dabo. And Dabo's program looks outdated right now. I mean, they, 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 they as you mentioned, doesn't like the transfer portal, was slow to warm up to NIL, uh, always promoted from within until he started running out of good assistance. Then he went out this year and got Garrett Riley at high dollars, but that offense still looks the same. Uh, yep. I watched that and uh, Clemson now has lost four of its last eight and three of them have been thumpings, like no doubt, like beaten badly. And this is Duke. Uh, I think that these are big warning signs for where Clemson's going. Yeah, well said. Uh, you've seen it all in all your time covering this sport, and I thought you were so good, uh, as you always are, the last couple months on your podcast. We also had news Friday before the games kicked off. What The... the level of uh, embarrassment, anger, just uh, uh, how absurd this is with realignment and how Pac-12 probably could have an all-time season and then go away forever? Yeah, that part of it is just, it's, it's astounding and appalling, really. That I, first of all, that we, that, that we as a sport have killed the Pac-12 is astounding and appalling. Secondly, 
that, yeah, they, the irony that they could have this incredible season. They're 13-0 and right now, and year after year after year, we usually see Pac-12 teams start by flopping against an FCS opponent or a group of five team, and they just don't look very good. And now, I mean, everybody looks good in that league, and they're never going to play together again after this season. Uh, it's inexcusable to me what college sports is allowed to happen. Terrible leadership from the university president, athletic director, and conference commissioner levels. Uh, television making these decisions for people. Nobody having the backbone to fight back and say, this mm-hmm. isn't good for our sport. And we're getting what we get. Yep. Yep. Well done. Well said. Uh, what do you think of Alabama, Texas Saturday? Um, yeah, the real prove it ground for, uh, for Texas. We've said it time and time and time again. You know, the, the Texas's back chronicles uh, gets another chapter <laughs> and they, have, they haven't been back in any of the other previous chapters. Uh, last year, I think we all came out of that game thinking, oh, Maybe, and then eh, they find some games to lose. This year, I think they've got the talent to to go toe-to-toe with Alabama. Um, do they have the toughness? Do they have the experience? We will see. Alabama, I, I will say, Jalen Milrow played very well, I thought, for a guy that uh, had been questioned quite a bit, including by me, uh, coming into the season. You know, I think going into Tuscaloosa is still going to be awfully tough for Texas to do to to win the game, but I don't expect them to be – outmanned and, and pushed around. No, I mean, I thought Texas gave that game away several times last year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should have defeated Alabama at home. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that yes, that was one of those where that was when I, you really, I looked more at Alabama. I was like, whoa, what's wrong with this team? That mm-hmm. is not the Alabama we're used to seeing, and it wasn't. Um, but, you know, Texas, again, that personnel-wise, they should be okay in this game. Now, can they execute at a high enough level? Uh, to win it, we'll find out. You can read Pat in Sports Illustrated. Follow him on Twitter at ByPat40 and uh, does a great job with the podcast as well with uh, Wetzel and uh, Dellinger. Uh, it's called the Fo- uh, College Football Inquirer. We love talking to you, Pat. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. There you go. Uh, Pat40 with us. A lot nice of great stuff. points, no doubt. Good, uh, good point, too, and a good question about Dabo or Dion. Well, to me, it's a no-brainer. How about point. after after the game, after that debacle last night? He says, "Well, we brought the, we brought him in, the new offensive coordinator, to run the Clemson offense. And he's he's coordinating the Clemson offense." He right, said, "Right, Well, what the hell is the Clemson offense? Yeah, what does that mean exactly? Why wouldn't the guy come in and bring? Why can't he bring the TCU offense in? That's wouldn't correct. you want that? That's that isn't that why you hired? I, that guy? I don't get that at all. I mean, it's or was it's it out? What stuff they run and they've been doing is outdated." But again, the great quarterback and talent they've had has is, is covered it up. Uh, as always, shop around. I made a first touchdown score bet yesterday for Thursday's game. His odds were between 7-1 to one and 15-1. to one. I'll tell you which player coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. The best Thursday of the year coming up. NFL opening night, football back, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't wait to kick off to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings app. Use code FOLLOW. Code FOLLOW only on DraftKings. Get $200 in bonus bets. The crown is yours. And the great contest they have, the Survivor. Entries, dollar, ten dollar, hundred, one thousand. The pick'em contest, five fifty, five hundred, five thousand, all the way up to fifty thousand with a million guarantee. Get up there at DraftKings. So here is the exact quote from Dabo Sweeney after the game last night. Well, it's the Clemson offense. Well. <laughs> We've always collaborated as a staff. We hired Garrett Riley to come in and coordinate the Clemson offense. End of quote. So what you saw last night is what Dabo wants to do. And I thank you to uh, Josh. Is this a real story? I don't know if this is a parody or count or not. Um, they're actually, they, didn't, they don't want to have the air raid. They want to have the dirt raid. I don't know if that's a parody account or somebody actually covers the team. 
but that it's what it looked like last night. Forget the air raid offense. Knowing him, I wouldn't be surprised if that's an actual quote. I, I probably is. Remember, uh, bring your own guts with that comment. What sure. he made, BYOG. It's right. just, yeah, yeah. He's uh, uh, the game. It, there are definite warning signs. That was well said by Pat Ford it going was. back. The one game in, if I could do it all over again and go back yeah. a month, I wouldn't. I'd like to have my Clemson bets over, and that was. Uh, Win total, over 10, even money. It's done. It's cooked after one game. They have to run the table, which is not happening. And I have to beg for a push at this point. Me too. Because they got some uh, landmines coming up. You said I, yesterday. I bet to win the conference. I mean, at, at least I got a shot there, but yeah. uh, sure. You said yesterday you'd have the Pac-12 over the SEC. Top to bottom, yeah. Okay, so let's right do now. this. Um, let's pretend that college football would copy something from college basketball like they do, and they've done this forever with like the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Let's say we had the SEC Pac-12 Challenge this year, this year, and they were played not in neutral sites. They were played wherever. Home games for SEC or home games for the Pac-12. You saw Utah take apart Florida already. but Cal, Cal, Cal's at home to Auburn Saturday. Yep. Another good yep. test. Uh, here are the matchups, and we'll go what I think would probably be like the best team in each conference against the best, best team for USC against Georgia. Georgia, big. Uh, do you want to go Washington or Oregon against Alabama? Uh, I'll take uh, no, Washington looked great. And what if we well, went? I saw Oregon, Georgia last year. I'll try Washington. Washington against uh, Alabama? Yeah, is this is a neutral? No, no, no. Well, you could. Oh, okay. Let's say they had to travel back and forth to each other. Oh, okay, Somebody yeah. had to come out west to play Pac-12 well, that, schools. That never happens though with no, the right. Pac-12. It's uh, finally they're starting to do it. For 20 years, they didn't play true road non-conference games, and no one brought it up. Okay, I mean, or, you just saw what happened with Florida for the first time since in 1991. They played. They left the state to play right. a, a road game and got their asses kicked. Okay, I'll flip it though. I'll go Washington, huh? Georgia. What if I? What if it was USC, Alabama? Because I think Georgia probably would be obviously. I, uh, I think you. Uh, yeah, you, you, I mean that. You, I think Georgia. We'd have to say Georgia would probably beat any team in the Pac-12. Yes, and I, but yeah, what if I what if I took the best team from the Pac-12 and put them against Alabama? What if I took USC and Alabama? I I'd still my, take Bama. Yeah, you would. I take my chances with would USC. You? Okay, well, yep. tough. I got to see more. I would trust Saban though, and still I have to see more from this USC defense. But once we get down to these other teams, it's just because what I have with the firepower again, what we talked about. Um, DJ looked good Sunday, and how Clemson looked yesterday. Sure, it's we didn't even mention Rising and DJ with the unbelievable quarterback playing That's in this right. conference. Uh, another matchup would be Oregon versus LSU potentially. I think it'd be a hell of a game. I think it'd be a hell of a game as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, then you can start to mix and match. Like again, Utah, Florida. I don't think they're on the same level. I think Utah is clearly better. Yeah, backup you, quarterback still won. Yeah. You could go like Tennessee versus Oregon State or Tennessee versus Utah. I'll tell you, I think I take. My, I think I take my chances with Oregon State against a bunch of teams. Absolutely. In the middle of the pack from the SEC. Smith's a very good coach. Very good coach. Very good defense. Can run the football. Look at the rankings too. I mean, all these all these teams are ranked in the Pac-12. I don't I don't know what to make of UCLA yet. Uh, they did a good job shutting down McCall in, in Coastal Carolina. But the depth of this league, and even watch out for Arizona. Arizona's going to get somebody, too. Right. And then Washington State plays Wisconsin. So it might they were awesome, and it was historic what they did. But now it's a big week coming up, as you talked about yesterday. Huge week. you got Oregon going to Texas Tech. you got Washington State at home to Wisconsin. You have uh, the Cal-Auburn game. Uh, so it, it's you have well it, it, big games. Here's here's the point. I kind of like was like oh boy I don't know I, I still have to have the SEC above them. But when you go matchup by matchup, it might be closer than you think. 
Because you then, if you well, go Oregon State versus Tennessee, you could go Utah versus A and M. Yeah, it's it's my argument for twenty years. Yeah, you, you, can, you, you, you can't. Go. It's changed, and, and you saw a couple of years the, that LSU was headed, and now Georgia's a freight train. But you can't stand on Alabama's shoulders and say you're tall. I mean, this really was the uh, Alabama and the eleven dwarfs for a long time. Uh, you, like UCLA versus Ole Miss. How about Kentucky, Colorado? A game like that be great. This is just astonishing, though, that the Pac-12 is probably going to have the best seat. Look at the quarterback play again. It's phenomenal. And yet after this year, no, bye-bye. See you later. No more of this conference. Like, what are we doing here? That's how they're going to go out. That's how they'll make the playoff. They'll have this unbelievable season. Every game will be 50 to 45. Absurd quarterback play. Several Heisman candidates. Bye-bye. Yeah. What? That's the, the, the they, ultimate. The ultimate scenario would be two teams make it to the uh, playoff and they each win a game, and then two Pac-12 teams play for the national title. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Walton somewhere, I think, would uh, disintegrate into space. Yeah, and ESPN and Fox have a lot to do with this. Certainly, you can blame the Pac-12 and Larry Scott, but this never should have been allowed. Pat's right. This never should have been allowed to happen. Okay, so books have been posting the touchdown props, first touchdown, anytime touchdown for Thursday night's game between... Uh, Detroit and Kansas City. I was looking around yesterday because I wanted a piece of uh, Jameer Gibbs, the rookie for the Lions. I'm very high on him this year. And I looked at several books. He was between, he was as low as seven or eight to one. Don't bet that number on, on Gibbs. I found him at 15 to one at another book. So I had to take a slice of that. And now other books here in Las Vegas will start to open up uh, probably tomorrow. And I'll grab somebody from the Chiefs as well. Um, Sky Moore looks enticing at 25 to one uh, at, mm-hmm. at, at one book, but uh, definitely you need to have, again, if you're new to this, if this is your first year ever betting football, don't just get one app, get multiple apps, shop around for different numbers. Cause there's no way, no how if seven or eight to one was the only number available on Gibbs, I would have bet him. I'm not taking that, but 15 to one. Okay. Appealing enough for me to make a bet on the guy. He better be good. And a lot of people are buying the hype and I think he'll have a big season, but certainly there was nothing wrong with this offense and the running back position with Swift and Williams and both of them were, were let go. So we'll see what it looks like with the running back position. And if Goff can do it again and how, 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 if they can, uh, do it again offensively, and Ben Johnson, such a great coordinator. The problem I have is defensively, will they get stops? Now, they are in a lousy division, and the favorites to win that division for the first time since 93, I laid six and a half with the Chiefs, and again, the champion has done a great spot, has done a great job in this spot, and good luck beating Mahomes. That's all I'll say. I I really don't care who the wide receivers are. It doesn't matter who they lose. I mean, he was better last year, and he didn't have Tyreek. No, Hill. I mean the, the cornerstone. So, I, and for I agree him, with you, Sky Moore has a big year. Yeah, the, the cornerstone to the offense for Mahomes as a weapon is going to always be Travis Kelsey, as long as he can still get out there and run around. It's going to be Kelsey, and then how do you build it around him? I think some of these other young players, like Rashi Rice, he'll have moments this year for sure. I think Justin Ross, who was supposed, I mean, he was like this great prospect, played really well at Clemson, and when the Chiefs drafted him, you're like, okay, if that kid can get healthy, it's going to be quite the pick. Well, here he is, healthy. He made the 53-man roster. A guy like that, MVS, uh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, he's, he's supposed not, to be good and ready to go. That's right, that's yep. right. Yep. Um, so, like, for example, 31-20 could happen. Like, that's, that's still a relatively high-scoring game in the NFL, but that would go under the total. <laughs> you see it being 31-20, or are we going to get more points? Uh, without Jones, I, that's, it's, an, it's not the defense. Spags does a pretty good job, and I could see bringing pressure, and it frustrates Goff. Um, I guess that's not outlandish. That's not crazy. Mm-hmm. It'd be great for the league if the Lions won the game because I'm sure a lot of people have Chiefs fatigue. 
No, I, I that, think that'd I be think, awesome. I, I think you're the only one. Really? Yeah, I, I, you keep saying you this. I, I, just, I just don't get it. Five years in a row, they've been in the game. They're oh. they're always in the mix. You think so? So when did you get Patriots fatigue? I didn't because I like Belichick well, then, and Brady. See that you're the wrong guy to oh, talk to. Oh come on, then. there was plenty you of Patriots fatigue. You, People you couldn't stand the Patriots. But you can't pick and choose. You're you're picking and choosing here. You can't pick and choose, Paul. I don't think I'm the only one with fatigue. Um, but it's, also, it's also between... Look at this, by the way. Look at his career in week one. Oh, my God. Patrick Mahomes. It's also the brother and the, and the wife, too, uh, thrown in there. But, you know, I love the kid. He's, he's, he's dynamite. Um, his, his week one games in his career, last year, five touchdowns. No, think about this. He hasn't had a single turnover and touchdowns by year. Five, four, three, three, and four. He came out in 2018 and lit the world on fire. You think people have Warriors fatigue? Yeah. Okay. Well, that because they were turned off after what when Durant went there. So that I had Patriots fatigue three years. I in. don't blame you. I don't blame you. That's fine. Derek Stevens, owner, CEO of Circa, will join the show up next. He's a master of coming up with survivor strategies, his favorite strategies, and how he'll play Week One next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 